0: Hello and welcome to the PFF Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Hurwitz, and today we will continue our team preview series with a look at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, make sure you check out the first 17 episodes if you haven't already, trying to keep these as evergreen as possible throughout the entire offseason in our lead up to week one. So, without further ado, 2020 Buffalo Bills Fantasy Football Team Preview. Starts with the guy that many, many at my company the fine folks at Pro Football Focus haven't been the biggest fan of, and that's Josh Allen. And, you know, I am a big-time, you know, I wouldn't say a truther to Josh Allen as an amazing quarterback, but my goodness, is this guy fun to watch play. Just from an entertainment perspective, I truly believe Josh Allen is a top-five quarterback in this league. I mean, where else can you find a guy willing to throw the ball 60 yards downfield, double coverage to his fullback, you know, to lateral the ball, with two seconds left, or two, I'm sorry, two minutes left in an actual playoff game over his head blindly to an unsuspecting teammate, you know, and then at the same time, the guy makes a couple throws a game that, you know, outside of Patrick Mahomes, I don't know who else in the league is capable of doing it. So, I mean, the arm talent, the athleticism, the DGAF attitude all just, you know, adds into my love and loyalty to Josh Allen as an entertaining quarterback. Now, the question is, can he become more than just a great fantasy quarterback and, you know, entertaining signal caller in 2020? And they got the right pieces to find out if it can happen. Because, look, Josh Allen's rookie year, really brutal from a passing perspective, but he didn't have anyone. I mean, he was throwing the ball to Robert Foster most of the time, and no offense to Robert Foster. But, you know, in 2019, he did a great job adding Smokey Brown, adding Cole Beasley. Really retooled the entire offensive line, and Josh Allen took a step forward in almost every single uh, you know meaningful statistical metric. So it was good to see him. You know when the talent level around him raised, so did Allen's performance. Now the one just huge issue that still persisted last season was his ability throwing deep. Now we all know Allen can throw the ball out of the stadium seemingly, but. The problem is he just hasn't been all that efficient when throwing at least 20 yards downfield. And We had 35 quarterbacks throw at least 20 passes, 20-plus yards downfield last season. Allen ranked 32nd in deep yards per attempt, 32nd in deep ball catchable rate, 28th in deep ball QB rating, and 6th in deep ball rate. So he's pretty much like the NFL version of Russell Westbrook in that, you know, like Westbrook is to the three-pointer and Allen is to the deep ball. It's a skill they don't possess, but they really insist on doing it at a real high rate regardless. So you bring in Stephon Diggs, though, who was PFF's single best deep ball receiver last year and receiving yards You know, on passes done 20-plus yards downfield, and it's easy to see how adding someone at Diggs' level could help the one big glaring issue in Allen's game. You know, this has been a situation where it's not all its not all on Josh Allen. And, you know, I would encourage people to check out Seth Galina's recent piece on PFF.com where he kind of breaks down some of the ways the Bills could make the scheme easier on Allen because if they could just help a little bit in the passing department, I mean, he could really take a big step, has truly a top five fantasy season in his range of outcomes because the rushing usage is there. It's absurd and it is there. I mean, I don't think people realize just how, you know, transcendent almost Allen has been as a rusher. Like, okay, Lamar is the best rushing quarterback in the league, best rushing quarterback ever. It's hard to debate that. But here are the rushing stats through 28 career games. Michael Vick, 184 carries, 1,321 yards, 10 rushing touchdowns. Josh Allen in his first 28 career games, 198 carries, 1,141 rushing yards, and 17 rushing touchdowns. I mean, truly the guy is taken off at all moments. He is a handful for guys to get down. He's got speed. You know, he's one of the top guys in the league regardless of position, just broken tackles per attempt. He's as fantasy friendly as they come. He never checks down. I mean, league, league low 1.3% of his passes in 2019 were checkdowns. That's just six of 461 points. Pass attempts. I mean, Josh Allen, again, this all leads to the entertainment factor I started with. And, you know, he was the real life 2019 fantasy QB6. So, we there's a reason why he's being drafted at that spot. It's what he was last year. I mean, the rushing upside is ridiculous. If we can just even come close to giving this guy a passing ceiling, I mean, this is someone that still hasn't even thrown for 275 yards in a game yet. So, imagine if we start getting some 300 plus, you know, yard bonuses for Allen. Ceiling is the root. I realize the floor, you know, just being kind of this volatile guy, you know, maybe we see a Trubisky-esque, you know, just year three drop off, but, you know, still being in this good team, adding Dicks to the equation, I think it is fair to buy Josh Allen as a top six fantasy QB ahead of next season. The backfield is where things get interesting. You know, I mentioned Josh Allen and all of his rushing yards, and that's one thing, but it's really those rushing scores that are so ridiculous. I mean, the only guys with more rushing touchdowns than Josh Allen over the last two seasons are Todd Gurley, Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, and Melvin Gordon. That is it, and it's a situation where yes, Allen is taking off, you know, a lot just on his own in scrambles, but they're also designing him touches near the goal line, and this is why I just can't really get behind. Devin Singletary as a guy I'm targeting he's he'll get the snaps I mean he played at least 65 percent of the offensive snaps in every game in which he wasn't either injured or returning from a layoff but it's just that upside I really don't think it's there I mean he was the PPR RB 18 during week 7 through 16 last season and it's just hard for the guy to get touchdowns unless he's going to rip off some massive plays Josh Allen and Frank Gore combined for 29 rush attempts inside the 10-yard line last season Singletary had three. I mean, I really think we overrate, you know, the idea of vultures. You know, there's the days of a Mike Tolbert type guy, you know, only coming in inside the five-yard line really doesn't happen much of anywhere. But Buff in Buffalo, with Josh Allen, he is more or less a vulture for this offense. So I do expect Singletary to remain the league guy. The problem is, I mean, last year, Frank Gore was still flirting with 10 carries per game. And they brought in Zach Moss to replace Gore, which okay, if if he takes 10 carries a game, that's not the worst thing ever for Singletary, but Moss, much more capable receiver seemingly than Frank Gore. I mean, some of these, you know, just advanced metrics for receiving in college really paints Moss in a bright picture. I think some of it had to do with not all that much volume. You know, obviously college statistics should be taken with somewhat of a grain of salt to begin with, but I mean, there's a much higher ceiling for what Moss could do in this offense compared to Gore, which is just bad news for Singletary. Um, I do... I know some of fantasy football Twitter is really starting to get behind Moss. He's cheap enough that like he's not worth a dart. I would just caution and expecting any sort of a three down roll coming. I mean, it's going to be a two back committee with Singletary and Moss with Allen, you know, taking all sorts of rushing uses, especially in the red zone. And even if Singletary goes down, I mean, I don't think Moss is going to walk into a future role. I think we're going to see TJ Yeldon be out there serving as the pass down back as we saw last season, uh, you know, when one of Gore or Singletary, usually Singletary, uh, was sidelined. So you know, usually with these backup running backs, I want guys like Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, Chase Edmonds. You know, guys we can be confident that they're going to get a true three-down roll if disaster strikes. I'm not sure Moss is going to be that guy. I'm not out on him by any stretch, but I just think, uh, you know, he's definitely not someone I've prioritized in fantasy drafts during his offseason. Moving on to wide receiver hell of a situation here because you know i love john brown and last year Smokey was able to be the ppr wide receiver 20 with uh you know josh allen under center and all that but now we got stefan diggs and you know the vikings traded you know 2021st fifth and sixth and then 2021 fourth i'm sorry the bills traded those things to acquire stefan diggs so i think it's pretty clear who is going to be the wide receiver one in minnesota now Will Diggs get 100, you know, twenty plus targets and Smokey gets only 60, 70? That's the question. And, you know, looking, you know, when I was going through my ranks and kind of comparing them versus ADP. John Brown was a guy I was much lower on the consensus. And a big part of that is just wondering, you know, how is Allen going to be able to kind of enable multiple fancy relevant wide receivers? And it's, it's kind of a mystery. I mean, it could go either way. I could see Diggs being the featured wide receiver one here, or I could also see it being more of a 1A, 1B situation. And I mean, Be- Beasley's hardly out of the picture as well. I mean, it's a sneaky, talented, and crowded passing game. You know, where last year, again, Brown was a PPR wide receiver 20 and Beasley was a wide receiver 34. So, you know, I'm coming around more and more to Smokey as a potential, you know, boomer bust, you know, wide receiver five or six on your team that could wind up, you know, as a wide receiver three when everything's all said and done. I don't think Beasley, he just doesn't get the sort of fancy friendly opportunities that we're going to want to target. Diggs is the one that I'm still kind of coming around on because, yes, there's a little concern with hey, how much is Smokey Brown going to take away from this potential wide receiver one role? But that's already really being baked into Diggs's price. And you know, mentioned before, league's single best deep ball wide receiver last season, but that's hard, that's hardly all Diggs is. He is not a one trick pony. You know, a lot of people would, I think, have Diggs at just in the top 10 of the most talented wide receivers in the league, and you know, just the amount. We were ranking him so much higher in Minnesota when he had to, you know, deal with Adam Thielen and almost split targets right down the middle. So even in those like worst-case volume scenarios, Diggs was able to smash uh, what he's being kind of projected to do in Buffalo. And I understand Kirk Cousins and Josh Allen is not ideal for, you know, a fancy football wide receiver. But I just think the concern over the new spot, the concern with Josh Allen, it's already being baked really heavily in the Diggs price. So, you know, wouldn't go out of my way to draft him early. But, you know, I have seen Diggs in some of these drafts going round six, round seven even. And, you know, if if you can get Diggs as your wide receiver four, wide receiver three even, I mean, you're feeling good about that uh, eight days of the week. And at tight end, finally, Dawson Knox, he is fun. People like I'm, you know, other than Bills fans, you know, maybe you didn't watch a ton of Bills games last year. But Dawson Knox, while he led the position in drops, and you know, needs to improve on some things. I mean, it seemed like every single week he was either making a really good contested catch, he was racking up some yak, or you know, throwing a really big block. I mean, he just straight up escorted Isaiah McKenzie to a few touchdowns uh, throughout last season with some great lead blocks. So situation where okay who's going to be fourth on this offense and targets most likely Knox behind those three wide receivers we just talked about but hey he is still a tight end that rarely leaves the field you know we're expecting 75 percent plus snaps and i think he truly is talented you know while rookie tight ends never do anything he did do a little bit uh you know when you watch the film a little bit closer so i think the thing with Knox is he's being priced you know as like the Tight end 25, 26, 27 uh, in most drafts you're going into. And yeah, in redraft, you know, one tight end leagues. No, you're not touching Dawson Knox. But especially in these leagues that need two tight ends or, you know, tight end premium uh, or if you're in a situation where, you know, you really let tight ends slide and you're going with two or three of them. I think he brings a lot of potential to the table in September. I mean, I went through, you know, all these, every, every tight end group in the league and just took the their strength of schedule purely in weeks one through four. I think sometimes, you know, when we use full season strength of schedule, it can be a little bit misleading. Uh, but just one through four is a little more reasonable. And you look at the Jets without Jamal Adams, the Dolphins, the Rams, the Raiders, single best strength of schedule weeks one through four, For Dawson Knox, you know, there are much worse uh, flyers to put out there in September, you know, if you're in one of these deeper tight end leagues. So, as for the rankings at quarterback, I have Josh Allen as my QB six, one spot behind Deshaun Watson, one spot ahead of Russell Wilson. Look, Wilson is like one of the best, shaping up to be truly one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. I. I do not think that is on the table for Allen, no matter how well uh, the rest of his career goes. But in fantasy land, this is what he finished out last year. They added digs to the offense, and that rushing upside is just absurd. I mean, the look, Russell Wilson last season had seven yards on design rushes. It's not just his passing now. Schottenheimer and company are limiting his rushing floor as well. So, yeah, I, I could see a scenario where they finally unleash Russ. And, yeah, he's, you know, equal volume. Obviously, we take Russ over Josh. But there's just so many more fantasy-friendly opportunities for Josh inside that Buffalo offense. I'm riding with him as my QB6. Running back, I had De- Devin Singletary as my RB24, uh, one spot behind Le'Veon Bell, one spot ahead of Raheem Mostert. It's tough and honestly in this range I'm trying to get out of drafts with uh, you know two or three running backs by the time these guys are on the clock. You know, this is why you know unless you're in one of these contrarian or just big 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 tournament leagues, I don't know why you know you wouldn't try to get some running backs early cuz it just doesn't take long until you see these groups of running backs you're dealing with and it just gets messy awfully fast and you know I'm fine taking a later round flyer on Moss it's a situation where, again, I don't think the ceiling is there. I have him as my RB forty-eight one spot, you know, behind Boston Scott, one spot ahead of Carryon Johnson. I'm taking the other handcuffs before him. I'm even taking, you know, more pass-down friendly backs like James White, Tariq Cohen ahead of Moss, but. We'll see what happens. I mean, you know, Singletary did struggle a little bit, stay healthy last year. If Moss is the starting RB in the Bills offense, he's going to be a recommended start more weeks than not. I just think, you know, that RB kind of 18 mark that Singletary had last season. I don't know that we should be expecting too much more from Moss, even if disaster strikes. Wide receiver. I have Stefan Diggs in my wide receiver 21, one spot behind Devontae Parker, one spot ahead of Cortland Sutton. He's the undisputed, you know, again, should be by just based on that draft casual, based on the talent, Stefan Diggs, the Bills, you know, undisputed number one pass game target. And I'm going to take him ahead of guys like Cooper Cup, ahead of guys like Metcalf and Lockett, you know, just because I think that when you have that true number one, there's a lot of value there. And I'm also going to take him ahead of, you know, similar number ones like T.Y. Hilton, Keenan Allen, A.J. Green, I think face much steeper concerns with their quarterback play and uh, things of that nature. John Brown, as I said, a little lower on consensus. I was my wide receiver, 53, one spot ahead of Paris Campbell, one spot behind Emmanuel Sanders. It's just wide receivers so loaded this year. I mean, it's not even like I I would move him down, but I kind of like the other guys. So uh, John Brown is just one of those guys where I could see myself being wrong on him. I think he's so talented, but just not really someone I've been coming away with in many drafts. Dawson Knox, my tight end, 28, one spot behind Olsen, one spot ahead of Fells. It's just important to remember with these uh, rankings, you know, these are projected full season ones, uh, but we also want to keep, you know, kind of a DFS week by week approach during the season as well. So while I'm not really high on Knox breaking out of this crowded passing game and having a huge season, I do think he provides some underrated spike weeks, uh, particularly in September. So the win total, they are sitting at nine Patriots also at nine. Seems like the one year in the AFC East where the Patriots are vulnerable, could be knocked off. I mean this Bills defense with Trey White, uh, you know, Edmonds in the middle. They are just nasty. Defensive line improving as well. It's a tough one, guys. I think the I think the win total is spot on. I am gonna lean towards the under. It seems like an eight and eight team to me. Um, I'm a little pessimistic on Josh Allen's chances at you know putting everything together and being a great real life quarterback this season, even if he can continue to be a fun uh, guy for fantasy and entertainment purposes. Just not all that convinced that uh, he'll be putting it together. Uh, As I mentioned, the Patriots pod, uh, I'm just... You know I'm going back to what well with Belichick, and I understand the Patriots' defense is weaker. Questions with Cam Newton uh, under center, but I just still think this is the Patriots' division. And you know to see the Bills at nine wins, a little too high for my liking. Wouldn't bet the bank on the under, but I will be taking under nine wins for the Buffalo Bills in 2020. Apologies, Bills Mafia. I I do not hate you guys. I hope I'm wrong. Josh Allen is so much fun but under nine wins is my bet. So that was the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Buffalo Bills 2020 Fantasy Football Team Preview. I am Ian Harditz, and until next time, take care, everyone.